it's coach tori and this is raising runners we talk running fitness mental health and so many more topics as the founder of a youth running program i approach all of our conversations with our youth athletes in mind and kind of have a focus around those things but as you will see we are finding that all of these topics relate to runners and people who like to move and do fitness or anything like that um, relates to everybody check it out Hey, it's Coach Tori and some super exciting stuff. So not only is today a double episode day, which is super exciting because now you get extra content, but it is, well, this episode is my first ever pod swap. So now I have podcasters on our show, but we're really, we're doing their show. Um, Super fun. So I get to talk with Chrissy and Beth Ann from the Downingtown CTC communities that care. Um, and we get into all of that stuff in the show, but we get to talk about what I do, which you guys already know. Um, but we also get to talk about what they do and just kind of all those cool, fun things. Um, just getting to hear us chat a little bit. So hopefully you enjoy the episode and for all of our local people, um, hopefully you learned about a new resource. Welcome to Parent to Parent, real-life tips to raise resilient kids. A podcast from Communities That Care of Greater Downingtown. This is Chrissy Jambowski, and I have two young kids. And I'm Beth Ann Sinelli, and I have two adult kids. Together, we'll meet with experts and fellow parents to share personal stories and provide support and actionable steps to strengthen your family and raise healthy kids. We're glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to Parent to Parent. This is Beth Ann. And this is Chrissy. And today we are very excited to be doing our very first ever podcast swap with our CTC partner, Tori from Marikee Run Club. So Tori actually also has her own podcast called Raising Runners, which you can find wherever you're listening to this on. I'm sure it's on there as well. Um, So we're going to chat a little bit about CTC, a little bit about running and mental health and all of these things and how our organizations overlap. So Tori, thank you so much for coming on with us. Welcome. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This is pretty cool because we've never done this sort of like partner swap Mm -mm. podcast before. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of neat to, we'll be answering questions. And of course, Tori will be answering some questions too today. But as Chrissy said, I think it's really kind of interesting to see the overlap, especially where we all come together around the idea of of, of mental, you know, mental health and and well-being. So um, I thought, Tori, if we could just get started, of course, with um, some background, tell us a little bit about the Marikee Run Club. Um, You know, everybody always wants to know, how did you get this started? And what was sort of the motivator behind starting the Run Club? Yeah, so Marikee Run Club, for people who do not know, is a youth running and empowerment program. Um, I think sometimes I forget the empowerment part when I'm explaining it, but um, we have programs for ages three and up. We usually cap it at around 13, just because at that point, kids are usually in different sports and activities. Uh, But really, it is running program where we also teach like life lessons that can relate to running or not um, and kind of how those things mesh together. So we usually do it in like eight week sessions in the Downingtown area um, and the kids will um, do some running games, do, do a little workout, 
learn a little bit about their empowerment lesson for the day. Um, and as they're working through all of these practices, they are setting an individual goal. So at the end of each season, they're working towards their goal. Um, and we get to kind of go through that whole process with them. Um, how it started, it started during the pandemic where I feel like a lot of people were doing, um, some life pivots, right. Or something like that. Um, Prior to this, I had worked in uh, behavioral health residential treatment facilities. And then um, right before I started this, I was working at a youth mental health residential treatment facility in quality management, um, which could be a very taxing job. And then I had wow. just had a baby. Um, so I had a lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think I had gone back to work after like two weeks uh, from having him. And it was just a, a lot of mental health issues for me, just not only baby stuff, but traveling work, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, and so we kind of pretty quickly, I talked to my husband, I was like, we need to find something different for me to do. Um, but then it was like, I need something where I feel like I have a purpose, where I feel connected to our community, where I feel like I'm still helping people in some capacity just because that was like yeah. big drives for the the work that I used to do. So um kind of then put all this together and figured out how to do a running club. And you know, in the community it's so easy. And at the parks, um we've done it in a couple of the schools. Um and yeah, just kind of hoping to grow it that way from there. Um Meriki, which we were talking before we started recording. Yes. Um <laughs> it is a Greek word. Um it means the love, soul, and creativity you put into something. Um and I just felt like that really encompassed everything I feel about running, but also like what I do and kind of the point of the club. So uh, it felt like the perfect name to tie it all together. So you know what's oh. really what's really interesting is like it's almost like you went from like the world of treatment to now you're living Ooh. sort of where CTC lives in the world of prevention. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, but you have that background and education and experience and stuff dealing with mental health treatment, all of those things that are linked together. So that's kind of a cool path to take too. I remember mm -hmm. when we were talked on the phone prepping for this episode and I was like, how did you get into this? And you're like, well, I'm a runner. And, and I'm like, wow, like, it's just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a very cool story about how this all came to be. Um, so thinking of that, you know, what would you say is the connection that you see between running and mental health and maybe wellness too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like to start, I mean, personally, and I think, you know, we're all runners, right? You yeah. feel your best when you get to run. Um, there's something about being able to go out, be free, move your body, work hard and come back and you know, you've accomplished something and it just, you know, it really sets your brain in a good place. Um, so personally, obviously I, I think running has always done well for my mm -hmm. mental health. Um, there are there's research out there that they have done some different kinds of studies. And I'm not going to say there's any causation, but there have been some correlations on um, people who start uh, a moderate running routine and how that can significantly decrease anxiety, depression, and other symptoms that mm -hmm. go along with certain mental health um, struggles that way. Uh, so they are constantly looking into how they can really put, you know, some more definitive things on that. But, you know, there's a lot to, to do with, running and mental health or just like those cardiovascular exercises yeah. and our mental health. Um, and then, you know, how we kind of connect it for the kids. We, I talked about the empowerment piece of, you know, the run club when I was explaining what it is, but, um, 
running can teach you so many things about yourself. Um, and I think self-awareness and being mindful of like how you're feeling and really knowing your body is a great place to start with mental health. If we don't understand ourselves, how we're Mm -hmm. feeling, why we're feeling that way. Right. And we can't really seek help or know that something isn't right. Um, so really trying to get them to that foundation. So, um, we do some mindfulness activities. We'll do like some really easy grounding stuff with running though, to make it fun. So like, you know, doing the five, four, three, two, one with your senses, but while we're running, um, we also teach positive thought and the power of like how you think and feel and talk about yourself can change not only the way you feel about yourself, but also the way you're moving, you know, and then connect it to running with your posture. Um, so really just trying to make those connections because there's so many things about running, um, that really can also then help you as a person in the world. I mentioned, um, all the individual goals the kids are setting. So we talk not only about goal setting, but then, you know, what happens with failure because failure happens. And then how can we learn from that and being able to, um, see the positives we can get from that and not just beating ourselves up over failure. So, um, I think there's natural connections between running and mental health, Mm -hmm. but also, right. And then also just like the ones that you create, that's true. Hey, Tori, I wanted to ask you um, when you were talking a little bit about the research and, you know, certainly um, the whole link with, you know, with exercise and being outside in nature and mental health. I mean, we've heard a lot about that, particularly after the the COVID, you know, coming out of COVID and, and how folks dealt during that time. But do you have anecdotally any comments from parents or the kids, like, you know, sort of informal feedback that you get after, uh, you know, one of the kids have gone through this eight week program and do kids repeat do they come back like I'm just kind of curious like I know it's not like heavy scientific research but (laughs) it's so important to just get that anecdotal information oh totally um we do have I mean I think it's kind of like 50 50 there are some kids that just do this one time because they need an activity for the spring or fall or winter or whatever it was Um, and then we do have a lot of repeat kids who come back because they think the games are fun or, you know, they liked the medal they got when they reached their goal, all that stuff. Um, We have had a couple kids who their parents have shared that they have, you know, different mental health diagnoses and they have mentioned like, this is the only activity I can get them to participate in. um, Or this is the only thing that like, you know, they, they get frustrated, but then they can get over, you know, whatever it is and keep working through things. So, um, we have had some of those, uh, nice positive feedbacks on like, you know, we're helping more people. Right. Um, we had one mom who emailed after, I believe they went to Iceland or they went on a cool trip and they were hiking, (laughs) you know, they were hiking in the mountains and, um, you know, her daughter had only done one of our sessions and um, one of the seasons and she was struggling, you know, hiking up the hill, however many miles it was. And, um, you know, the parents were struggling with trying to get her motivated. And then at some point she said it just clicked and she was like, no, I remember I can tell myself like I am strong, I can do this. Um, and so she messaged me afterwards saying like, oh, nice. I asked her where she learned that. And she said she learned it at her run club. Um, so it's nice that also just like, it doesn't have yeah. to be like those mental health things, but just like, kids being able to help themselves too, you know, seeing those things in real world. Yeah. And that's something that when they develop it as kids, it it just stays with them. I mean, this is definitely the kind of thing. I mean, you know, that you, that you then learn, like this is something that just follows you into, you know, young adulthood and all of that. And that's why you have some of us, I guess I've been running for almost 50 years now. I mean, when I think about that from high school, so, I mean, you people, it's just, you know, until your knees or hips give out perhaps, but you just, Right. You take it with you because you realize the benefits and how it got you through good times and bad times, Mm -hmm. I think. 
Yeah. Right. No, exactly. Cool. That also made me think of too. Um, and I don't know if this is something too in research that you've read or, or just from knowing from being a runner and also working in the field that there's also something with bilateral movement and how it makes the different parts of your brain talk to each other in like layman's terms, basically. So like even just as an example, I do bilateral movement eye therapy with my therapist. It's like where you do you know what I'm talking about like where. You, yeah. Yeah. And so it's basically if you don't know what it is, I can link it in the show notes, but it's like you follow like an object with your, you can do it with your hands with alternating holding like buzzers in your hands, or you can do it with your eyes and you follow this ball or like a light on a bar and you watch it go back and forth as you're thinking things. And it's a way to kind of change your thought processes and, and your memories of things. And, and Mm. it's a whole big thing. But so, but one of the things I will tell you is that when I've done this with my therapist and we come up with different like phrases or mantras or images to work on, she says, think about that when you go running, envision that when you go running, because running is bilateral movement because you're moving both sides of your body as you run. So that counts. So I wonder if that also plays into it too, Mm -hmm. as you're having these kids work on their, goals and mantras and thoughts and things to themselves it's like sticking because they're doing it while they're running so it's pretty cool um I actually never thought of that so I that's so cool yeah it's so cool I don't even know because my therapist told me she's like think about that when you run it'll stick I'm like okay I'm gonna do it it's my homework well you know what think about how many things we have like problems I've solved Uh or creative ideas I've come up with and I and I often say I had to run home as fast as I can because I got to write it down. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's something about that, that mental piece of it. Um, I don't know, yeah. but research or not, I know it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am the research. It works. You yeah. should do it. And I would say it also works. if people are like, I have bad knees or hips, I can't run. I'm sure it probably works with walking as well. Like, you know, the same thing and being in nature and things. Yeah. Being in nature. Get outside. Like all you gotta do is there's two things, right? Just keep moving and get outside and we're good. That's how I feel. (laughs) It's like most important thing you can do. Um, So Tori, you mentioned that, um, that you have a podcast and you know, the podcast is called Raising Runners. And um, could you just tell us a little bit about how that was an outgrowth of the running club and the running program and sort of maybe a little bit about what some of the content is in your, in your podcast? Sure. So like I mentioned, um, the initial motive to start it was to be able to help educate parents on all uh, of my ideas and the things that I'm trying to do. Um, And then I kind of thought that there were so many other people that could benefit just from talking about running, youth sports, mental health, um, and those kinds of things. And now at this point, I've tried to make it even more broad. So um, I still look at almost everything through like a youth lens, just because that's the population I work with, but um, also relating it to adults and kind of everybody, because I think so many things that I talk about and that we all talk about, like, you know, you start as kids, but all these things are still important as adults. Um, So a lot of it is running related. I recently just did an episode on participation trophies, but also like the shame you have as a child um, and how that affects you as you grow up. We had a really um, interesting therapist come on and talk with us about um, us, me, (laughs) about those things. 
Um, so sometimes it gets a little mental health focused. Um, other times we talk about like strength training for runners, how to do that, um, who should be doing that, how to really structure those things. Um, so kind of really all over the map of, I usually try and keep it, um, having guests because everybody likes to hear from someone that's not just me. Um, so yeah, really just talking all things that can somehow I can interwind them with running mental health and youth. So we are going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we are going to be pod swapping and switching over. So I'm, this is going to be interesting. Bethann and I will be the question answerers and Tori will be taking over asking the questions. So we'll be right back. Chrissy, is that you? Cheryl. Oh my gosh. How are you? Good. I was just thinking about you. I've been missing the days when we used to hang out with the kids. I miss those days too. Parenting isn't getting any easier. I wish I could connect with other parents like I used to. Have you heard that our CTC parent-to-parent peer support groups are ready to start? They are? Tell me more. Well, CTC already does a lot for parents and youth in the Downingtown community. Now they're starting parent support groups. Would you like to come with me? There's a new topic each month, and it will be a relaxed and casual conversation guided by a parenting professional. I'm expecting it to be much better than searching on Google for an hour. Oh, you do that too? Yes, I'd love to join you. Fantastic. I'll text you the link, but it's easy to remember. It's dtownctc.org. Then click the Parent to Parent tab and choose Peer Support Groups. Listen, I'm going to run, but let's definitely plan to go together to the next session. That sounds great. I'm so glad I saw you today. I'll look for your text for the info about the Parent to Parent Peer Support Group. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Hey, Karen, is it that time of year already? Can you believe it? CTC's second annual Snowball Shuffle 5K Run and One Mile Walk is Saturday, March 4th at Eagle View Town Center. Awesome. Last year was so much fun. We had over 250 walkers and runners. Are we doing a hot chocolate station again this year? You better believe it. We're also having a sweet treats table team contests with prizes, a raffle, and more. Make sure you bring the whole family. Wow. I love that this not only supports CTC's mission to empower individuals to live healthier lives, it's also a fundraiser to support this podcast, other parent programs, plus our youth hype clubs. Absolutely. CTC counts on donations to support everything we do. Okay. So where do we go for more information and to sign up? Go to runsignup.com and search Snowball Shuffle to register. And while you're there, you can also create a fundraising team. Great. I'll be sure to add the registration link to our show notes, too. We hope to see you March 4th at the Snowball Shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Okay, and we're back. And I'm going to hand it over to Tori, who is going to be now in the seat of the interviewer. So take it away. Well, thank you. Okay. So this is where I think I'm more comfortable anyway. So (laughs) this is a nice switch, right? Um, So I think must've been one of the first times I talked to you, Chrissy, that you had just casually mentioned Well, you were talking about being a runner. And then you mentioned that you and Beth Ann have, um, I think like the cutest running (laughs) routine together. Um, I've told so many people about this too. And it just as like, I'm like, 
I know these women who do. Okay. So before I spoil it though, can you tell me about your running routine together? Um, and then I'm sure I'll have questions about it. Okay. Well, I was going to say before we get to our current one, I think like Christy and I have known each other now since like 2005 or something like years. that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and through that time, I mean, we've always run together whenever we could. We go on vacation together, our families, we ran. Um, we have some crazy running stories, you know, about like what that was like and, and all kinds of weather. And um, we did the Broad Street Run together. It was Chrissy's longest. Only know, time. time. Didn't even train for 10 oh. miles, the one and only time I ever ran 10 miles. <laughs> and I'm I just good. had one goal for her. I said, we're just going to run a 10 minute mile. We're um, not going to go any faster. That's what we did. We're not going to go any slower. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to stick to a 10 minute mile and we will survive this so we had that so we had this kind of long history of running that whenever we were together we would physically Mm -hmm. together you know go for a run yep and then of course as kids well my kids are older 28 26 so they i clearly wasn't putting them into my running schedule anymore um but chrissy had to Mm -hmm. now you know in school age so it kind of our routine had to shift Mm -hmm. Because we because, we weren't seeing each other as frequently, or as yeah. casually to run. Yeah. yeah, and so then the pandemic hit, and we were yeah. like, "All right, well, nowhere to go, nowhere to be." <laughs> and so we're just <laughs> like, "Hey, do you want to run and put your headphones in, and we'll chat while we run?" And that's probably like two and, and three years, I guess. And because also I could leave yeah. at different times because my husband was now working from home, so I could leave the kids at home and not have to be with them. And they were also doing, like everybody else, we were all home at the same time. But because I now had a second parent, because I, you know, he, he wasn't, go, none of us were going to offices, right? So I was like, you want to run in the morning? And then that's just what we did. And so a lot of times, most often, I mean, even right now, we're not running, chatting and running as much, uh, really at all right now, because I don't, I, the light is too dark. And so the time changes. Yeah not being nice to us. So once we get some more light, we'll be able to get back to it. Cause I have to be done by a certain time to get the kids up and I have to do all their morning routine with them. Kids are ruining, ruining kids that really ruin everything. Routine. I mean, really, truly. <laughs> it's like that goes against your message, right? I know. I know right? It does, right? <laughs> We're the but parent it was people. Great. Kids ruin yeah. everything. <laughs> it's just kind of ruin that running thing. Yeah. But the AirPods saved our lives. Yes. I mean, we get this solid hour. Yeah. It's like AirPods in. And yep. it's also kind of funny, you know, I'm running down the road and people are looking. I think one of the funniest, this just happened very, very recently. I was in Montana on vacation in oh, a yes. super, super tiny town in Montana where nobody was running. Trust me. And um, I, and the time was different, right? A time change. Yep. But I had my AirPods in and I said, hey, I got to go. I got to, I got to talk to Chrissy like right now. So I had him in and I'm running down this main street of this little Western town. And I think they were going to, the police were going to arrest me. <laughs> I look crazy because I was wearing a, like a ski hat. You couldn't see my AirPods, but you could hear me because I have a very loud, booming teaching voice. And I, people were just like looking at me like down the street like and i'm talking to chrissy Just chatting away classic thing i look nuts i <laughs> truly do at least my neighbors here get used to it and yeah. sometimes i don't realize how loud my voice is at 5 30 in the morning 6 a.m <laughs> because i'm talking to her and i'm not thinking people have yeah. their windows open or anything else and yeah. so there's definitely been some moments where it looks like i'm a little nuts yeah yeah or, or, so, so, yeah. so assuming there's daylight, I mean, that's the routine. It's like, get up. I mean, for me anyway, I'm getting up before the kids. She's an early bird as it is to get up and start the day. So it's like, all right, six 30, I'll meet you on the road. And she's like, dude, good morning. And then we just chat and keep in touch and just chat about all the things. 
It's like solve the problems of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> doing our, well, doing so I was going to ask, I was like, is it like casual chit chat? How was your night? Did you watch this show or is it kind of like, all or of yeah, solving all the problems, right? Everything. All of it. All it's of everything. it. A lot of it. Everything. Lo- yeah. Everything shows. And like also just like work stuff too, working out problems work. like, hey, forget, what do I do? I, I read a parenting blog, which is in part of the answer, you know, before I was like, hey, I got to write this blog. Like, let me talk this out with you. I was thinking about doing this. Do you think this is a good idea? Like it just little brainstorming sessions and stuff. And also it's just like, you know, if you're, you know, I usually do like three and a half to four miles. And so it's like, you know, it yeah. can take 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, depending if I'm walking some of it too. So it's just like. It's nice because I live near a trail. Like for me anyway, I'm living near a trail. So I get to run some of the time like next to the Schuylkill River and a canal and, um, you know, but we get to chat and it makes the time go by so much faster. Like it's just a lot more enjoyable just to chat, chat. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, and we're done for the day. What you up to for today? Okay, bye. Like I'll see you in that meeting later or whatever. So it's a nice way to like start the day and get your mind moving, I think. Yeah, well, and the great thing about running is like, having a running community. So you guys have kind of found a way to still do that without having to, you know, coordinate a location times every, you know, like all that other stuff. So I love that. I never thought of it that way. Me neither. It's been a long time since we physically run in the same place. Uh Very It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Which we need to do. Maybe this summer. I know we should. (laughs) It's yeah. Well, now those kids are home in the summer. So what are we going to do with these things? Again, <laughs> it's like they're getting old enough now. You can leave them alone. I might be able to leave so. them. I know. I know. I mean, I'm like meet halfway. Yeah. Okay. Well, pivoting just a little bit. I mean, so obviously you guys talk about you know lots of things, but work I'm sure comes up. So can you talk a little bit about what CTC is and then how you got involved with it? I know your audience probably knows. So sorry to your audience that it's a repeat, but um, my audience probably does not know. So and I don't know if I know all of the things either. So I'd love to hear more about it. Um, yeah, thanks. Because it, it, it's funny because um, we do we kind of make these assumptions. Oh, everybody knows about CTC, but Communities That Care Greater Downingtown has actually been in the Downingtown community as a nonprofit for since like 2001. So it's, it's got a pretty long history. My involvement's only been about the last three to four years and similar to, to, to Chrissy. But the overall mission of Communities That Care Greater Downingtown um, is, is in the area of mental health and substance use prevention. I mean, that's, that, that's its main focus, um, working with parents, working with youth, um, connecting community partners and we have a collective of about 15 to 20 partners who are um, also addressing mental health issues suicide um, prevention substance use prevention and so we sort of tap into each other's strengths we tap into each other's programs and resources and we match what the community partners have with what our needs are in the Downingtown community. Um, And those could be needs for parents. There's youth programs. There are, we do a lot of work with professional development and school professionals who are working in this area with us. Um, So we kind of coordinate and connect and link up and try to do our very best to make sure that um, parents and youth and you know, Downingtown families have access to the information they need around mental health, you know, suicide prevention, substance use prevention. So that's kind of the communities that care um, mission and like how we how we operate. 
Um, so, which, you know, again, this topic that we're discussing today with, with Tori, I mean, it's, it's another, um, avenue as we're talking about mental health. It's something else that families and parents and kids could get involved in, which helps to promote, you know, to mental health and reduce stress and anxiety and depression. And, you know, many of the things that we're working on, cause we're prevention oriented. So that's why this is so valuable to talk about another resource in our community that folks may not know anything about and think this is like the perfect thing for our family to get involved in. So that's kind of how, that's what CTC does in the community. And I started working for them first mm-hmm. as executive director. And then I of course had to have my best friend Chrissy <laughs> join me because she has a very extensive background mm-hmm. in working in, in substance use prevention. And I was like, would you like to come along on this journey with me? Yes. And yes. she very kindly and quickly said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then this obviously is the Parent to Parent podcast, but I know there's also the Parent to Parent blog. Can you just talk a little bit about like that as a resource or like how you got into that as well? Yeah, we um, so when I started with CTC, we had funding from the Chester County Department of Drug and Alcohol Services that was able to bring me on that was specifically focused on prevention, education and curriculum. But we knew we wanted to eventually expand to reaching parents Um, And that is part of our mission and one of those target audiences and kind of buckets that we address and focus on. Um, And so we thought of the idea of like, hey, we should do like a parent blog, like from from a present standpoint, it's like another way to try to be have an online presence and have content available. And so somehow I became the person (laughs) that was writing the parent blog. But I have always in a weird way, I have always liked enjoyed writing um and i also am just sharing it really if you go back and and i'll link it to the show notes if people aren't haven't read any of them but most of them is just like things that are actually happening with my kids that are both in elementary school and stuff that's happening with them and you know for i've been in the field of drug and alcohol prevention for you know like 15 years probably more now like and it's one thing to like know about this learn about this talk about it do presentations and teach about it and things but it's another when your kids are setting up with little you know paper cups and water and a pitcher a pretend quote-unquote bar in the living room based on a movie they saw and you're like okay what do i do with this now all right prevention lady what are you gonna say um and i wrote a blog post about that because i'm like okay and here we go i'm supposed to have all the best practice knowledge let's let's go with the best practice um so that's kind of how the blog was born and then i myself am a, am a big consumer of podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts i'm the person with all my friends like chrissy if you literally say one more time i was listening to this podcast and like that is me all the time um, all so, the time all the time <laughs> she can speak to it many a run i was listening to this podcast and da 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 um so you she know, keeps sending them to me, and then I, I do. don't listen. I, no, she doesn't listen to anything. Um, <laughs> I just, I just keep sending. I'm like, you really should listen to this. It's only like 25 minutes. It is such great information. She goes, uh huh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, even <laughs> as as we sit here and record record a podcast. Um, right. But I had said, you know, it'd be really cool if we could do one, and then. Then some of our board at the time, they were like, well, you should do it. And we were just like, I don't know. I don't know. So we kind of like stalled on it and threw the idea around for maybe a year or so. And then we were just kind of pushed to like, just do it and just try it and see how it goes. And the pandemic. And the pandemic. That's true. We were looking for all kinds of new strategies to make connections. And 
the whole social media thing for us became our mm. focus. Yeah, and it was, and that was a way where we grew a lot because, you know, we weren't competing for time and attention as much because nothing else, people weren't doing gathering, there weren't sports, there weren't activities, there weren't other things. Um, so because another part of arm of our parent um resources is we do um, a parent speaker series in partnership with the downtown area school district so we had great turnout and participation in those because they were virtual webinars with speakers and professionals about a variety of topics and it was like people could come because it's like well I'm not driving my kids to activities and I'm not not working anywhere else but home so um, there were ways in which the pandemic really did provide us an opportunity to expand and grow Um, but so yeah so we started the podcast back in the fall of 2021 so it's been about almost a year and a half um, that we've been at it and um, you know we're keeping continually expanding our our, well, it's kind of like parent to parent is sort of our, our umbrella that all of our parenting initiatives fall under. Um, and really the goal there is to, you know, provide a judgment free, no judgment kind of, you don't know what you don't know atmosphere and environment so that parents can ask questions like, Hey, I don't know how to talk to my kid about underage drinking. Like, how do I deal with that? Or, hey, my, I found weed in my kid's drawer. Like, what do I do now? Or, hey, I'm, apparently everybody says, hey, but hey, I'm, you know, really, I'm really concerned about my kid. I really think they're having some struggles with their friends or with mental health or something. Like, who do I talk to about that? So we wanted to provide a a place and a space for that information to be available. So through the blog, through the podcast, um, through our parent speaker series. And then now most recently, we were lucky enough to apply for a grant from the Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency, and we are launching uh, parent-to-parent peer support groups. So it's a nice, like, we have these virtual things that exist that are, like, on demand, and now we'll be able to offer in-person um, peer support groups starting at the end of January, and I can link that in the show notes. Um, but that really has to do with giving parents a safe space where they can go and talk to other parents about a specific topic. And there will be a professional facilitator to guide the discussion um, and answer any questions. Um, But it's just a place where parents can go and get advice from other parents and hear like, okay, well, my kid's in second grade and yours is in fifth. What do I have to look forward to? Or, you know, like just be able to say, oh, we dealt with that. Here's what we did. Um, And just for provide a space where, You might not have an opportunity because, you know, even me on Instagram, you know, I follow a lot of parent content and I don't know if you do as much Tori with, you know, little ones and like toddler things like there's a lot of stuff out there and it can feel so overwhelming. And it's almost to the point where I'm like debating, like just giving the whole social media thing up or like having a week off or forever off. I don't even know because it feels overwhelming. You're inundated. It's great because you have so much information available. But it's also really overwhelming to have so much information available and coming at you all of the time. Um, so um, our hope is, you know, with these in-person support groups and also just the content that we provide, that it's just kind of like simple, hands-on, tactical things that you can, simple things that you can kind of apply to your life mm-hmm. in easy ways and kind of take walk with you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my next question, I feel like you kind of answered more so just of like how to get all these resources, but I was going to ask, um, because I think the word resilience comes up in a lot of, I know we talk about it a lot, but in a lot of your, 
you know, everything that you guys have, you know, I see resilient kids and all those things. Um, and I think that can be like a, an abstract thing for us sometimes. I know when I try to help teach the running kids, it can be an abstract concept because to, you know, learn resilience, you have to have an opportunity to then be resilient. Um, but can you, and this might be like a long answer, I don't know, but can you talk a little bit about like the role you see either parents playing in helping either talk about resilience or teach resilience or even just like how they can find those resources? Cause I know you guys have a lot of things already out about that. Yeah, I think uh, Christian, I was just talking, you know, about this because um, I don't know if it's, it's intentional, you know, really or not, but when I think about running, um, it's a perfect example of building resiliency. Um, there's a lot of challenges. And so just by the nature of that sport or that activity, it does build resiliency. And I don't think you realize it at the time, but again, it's one of those things that you take with you through the rest of your life. So whether you're competing at running, just running casually every day for fitness levels, running to reduce stress, you know, running for friendship and a sense of community, all of those things are contributing to your bank of resiliency. And you just never know when you're going to need it. You know, you just don't know when you're going to get hit with that. And I think that as parents, I don't know if I, I'm with my kids again. My daughter's 26. My son's 28. I don't think I ever formally taught resiliency, but um, I think it, it was implied in role modeling. You know, how do you handle sadness and loss and, and disappointment and frustration and grief and all that kind of stuff? You role model the healthy ways you cope, perhaps the unhealthy ways you cope with those things, but it's not, to me, it's really informal. Um, I don't like, we're not going to have a lesson on resiliency, sit at the kitchen table and I'm going to teach this to you. I mean, um, there are elements of resiliency. We know what they are. We know what they look like, but I think it's all that stuff. How did you, how do you handle it? And how do you cope? You know, in my, when I tie this back to running, um, you know, both of my kids ran uh, cross country in middle school and high school. Um, and that was it. And they ran a lot of local. We always did the Downingtown Good Neighbor Day race. You know, that was our fa- that was our thing. And they did it in strollers and they did it with their own legs, you know, running. Um, but today, my son's a runner. He'll run every day. We will run. He lives in Spain, but he's here. We run together. I visit, spend a lot of time with him. We run. My daughter doesn't so much run but she's a big hiker. So she and I plan hiking trips. And through all of that, they've still relied on that as a part of resiliency and the value of that. So for, to me, I think it's just, you know, parents modeling. Um, it's, it's letting kids have the, like, I think you just said this story, like um, you got to have the opportunity to be resilient. So you got to let that all happen. Hard to do, hard to step back, watch your kid fail, cry, be sad, lose, not get a medal, you know, fail a test. There's a gazillion of them. Like, okay, yeah, that happened. It sucked. Um, But, you know, you got to get through that. That's what grit and resiliency. So I think it's that balance of how do you handle it? How do you let it play out? How do you let them learn from it? Um, Because it's, you're, you're building that bank of resiliency they're going to need for the rest of their life so that's kind of how so all these programs and resources and, and that we have at ctc that you have with Marikey, i think that's just those great opportunities for kids to naturally develop that sense of resiliency so they have something to fall back on i think the goal and why resiliency is such a hot word like we see it on so many things and in so many places mm-hmm. is because it's it's kind of what we all as adults probably want to is we want to be resilient we want to be able to overcome 
struggles and challenges. And, you know, even as of late recently, personally, I've had a lot of waves and like I've been searching for ways to it's tested my own personal resiliency and searching Mm. running has brought me exercise running calm app meditation my therapist like has you know having family and friends having my free therapy with Bethan when we run you know has brought me yeah a lot of support um to roll like you just said role model that resilience because you hope for yourself as adults but you, you this is what you teach start teaching at a young age is that you hope that you can have like equanimity for me personally is like, that is like my word. Like my words for this year are peace and ease. And my goal is just like equanimity. That's all I want because I, I, and I talk about this a lot with my therapist is like, so this is like, cause I just turned 40 also in the fall. So I'm like, so this is like adulthood. This is what we do. It's just like, it's just like there's ups and there's downs. And like, maybe you get sort of a little break sometimes, but that might even happen, not even happen. There might be no breaks. You might have years where there's just no breaks. And so you know, really focusing on how can you call on these skills that you may have and then thinking back and reflecting on like, well, I want my kids to have that too. Like, so what are the things that I can do so that they can build those skills as well? So a lot of it is just natural consequences, not saving them or helicoptering around them all of the time, which can be really difficult to do because the cultural norms and beliefs around parenting are very different than they were when I was a kid. It's very different than it was when Bethany when you were a kid. Um, but I think that's also, you know, a big piece of even just thinking of the podcast too, a big piece of our podcast and the setup of this is mm-hmm. like Bethann's been there and done that. Right. And so like her kids are 20 years older mm-hmm. than my kids. So like I can say and, t- you know, say things like, so I'm dealing with this, this thing and this thing and whatever. And it's like WWBD, what would Bethann do? And she can say like, I, a lot of times it's, you know, here's, I remember when we went through that. Oh, I remember that. Here's what I did. And it works really well. Or I remember that. And here's what I did. And honestly, if I could go back, I think I would have done this. And so I think that that's helpful to have that kind of to, you know, have someone who's ahead of you would that been there done that sort of aspect to be able to speak to it but then also I'm living a very different parenting life than she did because things are just different with technology and the way school is Mm -hmm. and just it's just a different thing too so I mean that's kind of our dynamic I guess you could say that we we bring to the podcast as one of our parenting pieces but yeah because there are some commonalities even though the, the parenting today doesn't look like parenting did for me in the nine, you know the 90s early 2000s um there's still some like tried and true words of wisdom you know parenting resiliency yeah. things that just cross generations cross time um but then there are some really unique ones but at the end of it you know it's that same goal that you want your kids to be happy and healthy and mm-hmm. you know have joy in their life and find their purpose and all those kinds of things. And I think that just crosses all generations and the resiliency part, just that's generic, you know, that's just Mm -hmm. always going to be there, always going to be part of that. And you want your kids to make healthy choices and you want them to have positive coping mechanisms. And so that's why I think our, our partnership in this podcast kind of works 
but I can also tell yeah, Christy, you should ask my kids because they'll really let you know. I kind of always say I have sort of a, um, you know, romanticized nice. version of what I thought I was as a mom. Yeah, but yeah ask them. They'll let you know. That they'll like they're real like, people. Oh. They're real people. They got real <laughs> jobs and real houses and are living real lives and they're real doing lives. really well. So something I, worked, right? Yeah, I, I'd say <laughs> something must have done something right. <laughs> I'm still worried about them, but that is true. I don't know that the worrying ever ends. I think that's it just like, ends. that just kind of is ingrained for forever. Yeah, you get to own that forever. No, I was going to say you both did a great job answering that question where I don't even know if I formulated a, a true question, but you guys kind of definitely answered what I was trying to get at. So um, I really appreciate that. And um, definitely good insight as I am like a new parent, even though it's not that new anymore, but it's still, you know, new-ish. So it's mm -hmm. nice to see, you know, other people's experiences and, and things like that. You know, I got to say too, Tori, it's really admirable that you, well, number one, you went back to work two weeks after you had your son. Yes. That was an eye roll. I don't think you can see it, but yes. <laughs> what I was going to say was the fact that you went back after two weeks and you were like, uh, uh, something's got to change like that. Yes. That I think yes. is really like, that's resilience. That's being able yeah. to know and read yeah. yourself and your family and, have that value enough to instead of like kind of reading the scene and being like, do I, I, I can't, mm -mm, this isn't going to work for me and I need to make a change and pivot. And you were able to do it. And I don't know, that's just very like inspiring and like that right, to yeah. be, you should, you should just be really proud of yourself. Cause a lot of people won't do that. They'll, a lot of women will not do that and they will kill themselves to try to hold all the balls in the air and just you get to a point where you're like something's gonna drop and it might be my own like sanity so it's just like it's pretty yeah. cool that you that sounds lame it's just it's it's just <laughs> it's very I don't know it's just like yeah. it's a very inspiring thing to to just be able to be like yeah no I knew I had to pivot and and like but look like you did it and now you launched this whole program and are doing all of these yeah. things it's just a very cool story that you have your background of like your ziggy zaggy path to get where you are. Well, and you took what brought you joy and self-care and all the kinds of things that were really been part of your life and were able to bring that to others. And that, that's what the secret of the success for that is, I think, being yeah. able to do that. Yeah, no, I'm, you guys just made me feel so better because I think every day I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so it's nice to hear that it's like, well, you're doing makes sense or like, you know, it seems like a good idea. It sounds cool. You're doing something for yourself. You know, so it's nice to always hear. It's a lot. And not feel lot. guilty. And not I, mean, feel guilty. I, I don't feel guilty. You know, I never felt guilty about that hour run. Mm -mm. You know, it's like, nope, mm -mm, mm -mm. not at all. Not one little iota guilt is going to just don't. I'm not doing it because I can't do the other things can't mm -hmm. the other things are not gonna it's just not gonna happen mm -hmm. i agree so that whole self-care thing is not just like a i don't know i think it's like really important in our lives i really do mm -hmm. so before we wrap up on our first pod swapping episode tori i know that um Marikee has some uh fundraisers coming up that you want to share with us and i can link them in the show notes as well so people can register so in march march 11th we are going to have um a rock climbing fundraiser. So half of the proceeds are going to the youth mental health project. You it's for $20. You get to climb for two hours. Um, and yeah, just kind of come in, have some fun, climb around. I'm going to see if we can get some swag from the Youth Mental Health Project. So maybe we can have some stuff to give out. Um, so that would be fun too. Um, but yeah, so just March 11th, 12 to 2, the Philadelphia Rock Gym in Malvern. Um, 
just some climbing. Um, I'm not a climber, but I will be there trying to climb. My son, who is barely a runner, he will be there trying to climb too. So um, that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> um, and then May 20th, we are having our Run Fest running event where all proceeds are going to the Youth Mental Health Project. Um, it is going to be a one hour run challenge. So just kind of getting moving for an hour, seeing how far you can go, just a fun little personal challenge for everybody. Um, and for people who aren't in person, cause that's going to be in Great Valley. So Malvern area, again, uh, there is a virtual option. There'll be prizes for virtual people and in-person people. Um, we also are doing a 5k. I'm also working on getting someone to do some fun kid fitness events too. So, um, kind of will be stuff for everybody there. Um, yeah, I think, I think I said it all. Yeah. I think Great. we'll be, we'll Great be seeing events. you. Yeah. We'll be seeing you climbing, climbing and running in our yes, spring future. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> um, Tori, this is great. Thank you so much for joining us today for this. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I guess I'm happy that you guys were able to do the swap. So I now have an episode too. It's it's, a, it's like two birds, one stone. Win-win. Yes, win-win yeah. for all. Um, so thank you everyone for joining us today. You will find information and links to everything we talked about in the show notes. And you can also follow me, Chrissy, on Instagram and Facebook to see more information related to the podcast, different resources, and also our blog. Um, that will be linked up too. And be sure to click subscribe or follow in your podcast app wherever you are listening so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes. And if you are liking our podcast, we would love it if you would please share it with a friend, send it to another parent. You can text it to them, share on social media, tag us, tag me. Um, So any sharing um, and support and getting the word out about our podcast is greatly appreciated. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things that you can do for a podcast that you enjoy listening to. Make sure you check out social media, our website, any of those things. If you have questions, comments, interview requests, feel free to email me at marikeerunclub at gmail.com.